I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. Tonight, the women's basketball team hosts the 10th annual education game. The men's basketball team gives some Christmas cheer to the boys and girls club. But first, football. We, we know where we are as a team, and we know how close we are to being on the right side of all these things. So the belief in our locker rooms never changed, no matter what's happened all year. Um, you know, we've had guys that have stepped up week in and week out. Um, our belief has never changed. And when you have that and you keep working through those things, the ball's going to bounce your way. I know we're going to be fine. Um, we got a hell of a group coming back, and they believe in each other. Um, and we'll be fine. And I know how close we are where we're at. And I know we're good. And we're going to keep moving forward. Head coach Michael Desermo talking about the future of his team. Season is over after an overtime loss to Jacksonville State last week. Now looking into that Cajun future, quarterback Zion Chris, I could probably not a part of it. Chris entered the transfer portal Wednesday. He played eight games for the Cajuns and threw this season for 1,222 yards, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. He rushed for 492 yards and six TDs in his appearances. Now the Cajun football team also picked up 15 players on Wednesday's National Signing Day. UL added seven in-state products to the class with three players from Texas, two from Mississippi, and one from Pennsylvania, South Carolina, and Tennessee. One of those in-state guys, St. Martinville running back Stephen Blanco. He rushed for more than 1,100 yards, and Coach Dez compares him to a former Cajun who was pretty successful. He is a hard-nosed football player, and I know you guys in here all cover him. Um, I, you know, I love that about him, you know, and I told him I think he's kind of like our Trey Regis, you know, that we had here for a while, you know, the, the, the downhill. Um, you know, he's got a little bit more speed than most people probably think. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he ran right around 11 flat 100, which is pretty good for a 210-pound kid. Um, so he's got plenty of speed. So on Wednesday, also on Wednesday, the Raging Cajun women's basketball team held its annual education game. Students from across Acadiana got to watch Louisiana play a basketball game, taking on LSU Shreveport. In this edition, a tradition that started December of 2014, nearly 3,500 young people from across Acadiana packed the Cajun Dome, and they got a show between the pilots and Cajuns. And Brandy Williams would stop and pop from 15 feet. She had nine points in the game. Cajuns shot eight from 16 from three-point range. Destiny Rice hits one of her two threes. She finished with 11 points on the game. Cajuns eight from 16 from three. And Coach Gary Broadhead pleased with the effort after a bit of a slow start. At the beginning of the game, we started a little slow offensively, but I, th I thought we kind of came into the game as we started to do what we wanted to do. You know, we're looking for jump shots. We're looking for trying to get in the paint and all that, and I thought we did a better job as the game went on. Really just being confident in what I'm doing and just running the show, just knowing, like, the clock as well, finding my shooters, finding the people, and being patient. A 64-46 win for the women. Meanwhile, Cajun men look to bounce back from a late loss at McNeese Sunday. Friday, they headed to Houston to take on Rice. Cajuns up 8-4 in the first half. Joe Charles would chuck a three, which would drop. He had 10 points and 16 rebounds. Then, 
Cajuns up by eight. Kobe Julian would kick it out to Blake Butler in the corner. He's open. He buries a three. Louisiana led 40-26 at the break. S second half, 50-42 Cajuns. Themas Folks with a spin cycle and the finish. Cajuns then up by 13. Julian dials long distance. He led all scorers with 19. Louisiana wins 84-67. Now, Christmas came a little early for those who attended the Boys and Girls Club Jackie Club in Lafayette. Cajun men's basketball team dropped by earlier this week as part of the club's Christmas celebration, part one. They gave out gifts and hung out with the attendees. The team more than happy to take part in the event. Well, it's very important for our guys, and I think we'll make some child's day today for sure, but it's more about what it does for us and the more you give the more you receive. It feels great I mean just to come out and spend time with them knowing that how much it means to them knowing I was a kid at one time as well seeing college kids come talk to me it meant a lot for sure. Ticketing is changing for Cajun Nation we'll look how beneficial it will be for fans when we return. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. UL Athletics is moving from their former ticket provider, Ticketmaster, to the number one ticket provider in college athletics. As News 10 Dawson D'Amico reports, this move another step in a new direction for Raging Cajun Sports. The renovations going on at Cajun Field is not the only thing new coming to the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Athletics as a new ticket provider in Pacquiolan will be replacing Ticketmaster come 2024. This is something that Deputy Director of Athletics Trey Frazier says is essential to the future of the entire sports program. This ticketing transition is probably as big a deal for us long term and our growth and experience that we want to create for, for fans. The partnership with Pacquiolan looks to provide a fan-friendly experience for Raging Cajun fans. For years, UL Athletics ticket sales went through the Cajun Dome and Ticketmaster for all sporting event ticketing services. Now the ticketing services will be held within the athletics organizational structure making it a lot easier for fans to purchase the game tickets and support their favorite teams. Uh, a lot of feedback I got from fans and customers was it was hard to do what they wanted to do to support us. So they'd have to call the Cajun Dome to buy tickets and then RCF to buy parking and then give to RCF for this and then we get sent back to the Cajun Dome for that. And that's just a poor experience. So we've got a, this is a start and starting to clean that up and create a more streamlined process for fans to buy tickets, give to RCAF and all that fun stuff. Ticket sales for sporting programs beginning their seasons in 2024, like baseball, softball, and football will go through Pacquiolan while basketball will stay with Ticketmaster throughout the remainder of the season. When you go online to look at seats, it'll say, I'm going to make up a number. The ticket's $20 and there's a $2 fee. And then when you go to check out, it'll be $22. It won't jump to 35 or yeah. 40 or, you know, some of the things you've seen in the past with, with the Ticketmaster and Cajun Dome contract we've been working with. In Lafayette, Dawson D'Amico, KLFY News 10. When Cajun Nation continues, golf coach Theo Sliman talks about the latest on the links.
Welcome into Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust here, Theo Sliman, the University of Louisiana head golf coach, in to talk about that fall season that the golf uh, team had. And uh, Coach, uh, as we were talking about it a little earlier, uh, it seems like uh, it went pretty well for that uh, that fall season. Yeah, well, thanks, uh, as always. Thanks for having me on, George. Absolutely. Uh, I love love the support you give us. And, uh, you know, we did. We had a, uh, we had a very consistent uh, fall and the boys competed at, at a very high level um, and really exciting going into the winter. I can sense from this group um, that they're anxious to get to get the spring started and meaning that they're not ready to just go home and eat cookies and drink milk over Christmas break that they really want to they want to put in some hard work and, and be prepared and ready for the spring. But uh, yeah, we played five events, um, which, as you know, three rounds per event. And we only had one round out of the 15 rounds shot over par, uh, collectively as a team. The other 14 rounds, we were under par, which is from a stroke average standpoint, it's, it's not, say, uncharted territories, but it's pretty darn exciting. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think a lot of that comes from, you know, winning changes a lot of things, right? It changes a mindset. It changes belief, confidence in this team. Pretty much was the majority of these guys were on that winning team last year, yeah. and, and and you see a lot of growth and maturity in them. And uh, proud of all of them. Uh, I'm particularly proud of uh, of, of Jake Marler, our senior. He he's really stepped up as a as a leader, um, and, and has really grown over the summer. Uh, winning the state amateur obviously has helped with that a lot. But what I think really helped him, George, pretty cool, is he over the summer he he got his pilot's license. Oh, cool. And so he wants to be a pilot, um, uh, not, a, not necessarily a commercial pilot, yeah. probably wants to fly private, so um, maybe the Mosins might uh, hire him. <laughs> right, but right, uh, right. He, he, my, where I'm going with his leadership is, um, you know, he, I like to say it this way, Jake's finally realized that he's responsible for flying the plane. And not the plane, but his life. He's, right, res he's responsible for, it, it, for his results. And, yes. and it's really cool to see that, uh, that maturation, that maturity. Yeah. And the, so the analogy is uh, is the plane is your life. And Correct. Gotcha. I'm with you. Yeah. I, look, look. I played <laughs> golf once. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you have to be pleased. Uh, I know. Obviously, he him stepping up is is a big deal as well. But uh, Eli's playing well, and, yeah. and, and I, I mean, when you when you got him a couple of years back. Uh, you envision uh, what what he would be like, and and is is that filling the filling the vision that yeah. you thought? No, he's high level. And <laughs> yeah. We've known that, and and, and beyond high level, um, I I just can't be more proud of where him and I have gone okay. uh, as a connection, and as a as a as a mentorship, as a coach, a player, relationship off the golf course, the whole package. But he's leading us, yes, at a seventy stroke average. And to be perfectly honest, and if he was sitting right here. He would say it as well that he really had a poor fall, hmm. and and he, and he has his best stroke average in in in, in his career accumulating, yeah. which is pretty pretty profound, um, you know. And then walk through the five guys that played the events. I'll walk you through their stroke averages. So you have Eli at 70, Milan, um, all conference player last year as a freshman. He's right at 71, and then uh, Burke Alford from Shreveport. This kid is really you want to talk about paid his time. Coach Robe used to say it all the time, work while you wait, yeah. work while you wait. Yeah. This kid sat, he was the sixth man for us last year, came to conference as the sixth man, didn't play one shot at conference, came to regionals with us as the sixth man, didn't hit one shot for us, just was there 
in case we needed him. And he, he, he took it with, with such maturity and learning and just continued to work and work and work. He's got a 72 stroke average, you know, shot a career best 67 in the final event, uh, bogey free um, out in Hawaii. And just uh, with the flu, mind you, the oh, kid had the flu. It's like the, uh, so he's the Michael finished. Jordan. No, exactly. So, <laughs> so two things. It's funny. Uh, what we do is if, if anybody goes bogey free, which is very, very hard in golf, period. Sure. One, one yeah. round is very, very hard to go bogey free. Right. Absolutely. If you have a bogey free round in competition on the road, when we get home, Coach Andy and I, we, have, we call it steaks and dogs. You get a steak, the rest of the team gets hot dogs. <laughs> no disrespect if you like hot dogs. But, uh, but a steak is a uh, steak. <laughs> so this poor kid, he, he's got the flu. Uh, and, I mean, he is just no fever but just miserable. You could see it. And I said, anyway, he went and he went bogey free. And he, he, he immediately looked. Me and Andy were on the last hole. He goes, I'm getting a steak. And so we go and we, we just congratulate him so much. And then, you know, for playing so sick, I said, you know, your new nickname's MJ. And he looked at me. He didn't. He didn't this know. This generation doesn't know who Michael Jordan is. Oh, not, but, doesn't uh, know the game. Yeah. And, and I guess technically it was food poisoning, but that came out in the in the documentary. Yeah. So anyway. so long we had thought it was the flu. Everybody, right. Everybody exactly. thought it was the flu. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that that's that's awesome. So. Uh, and then don't leave. You know, out Jake's right there at a seventy-two stroke average, and yeah. then then Dylan Keating, a kid that transferred in last year and really struggled. He had some scar tissue from his previous place that he was playing and he, he he struggled last year for us he had an 80 stroke average and and the kid is a high level player and no has no business to, to be shooting anything in the 80s well this this fall he's he this is how much he improved seven shots he's 73 stroke average so um very very pleased and very proud of him but uh you know very much looking at everything ahead absolutely know? and and a, and a theme of the team that that, that we have this year is that Good is the enemy of great. And so the minute you think you're good, you got no chance of being great. And, and, and so that's what we've been preaching to them, that good is the enemy of great. Well, you're doing great. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more uh, with Coach Theo Sliman, UL golf coach. Uh, we'll discuss... Uh, well, you brought up something to me that piqued my interest a little bit about uh, a ranking system. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a couple of other things as well. Uh, maybe just look back just a little bit to that to last year and how it ended and uh, what it was such a phenomenal uh, season one year ago. We'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Theo Sliman there. He is the head golf coach for the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And we'll start where we ended the last block and talking about a year ago, just a, just a phenomenal uh, season. Uh, did you have a chance to kind of enjoy that uh, and, and just kind of reflect on how, uh, how uh, rewarding and uh, and pleasing that must have been for you as a yeah, coach not, not really reflection but just the whole process is has been been a reward and, and and fun of you know from the recruiting aspect and being able to being able to walk into the facility and and show the recruits hey this is you know we have a, a nice bunch of pictures on the wall of the kids celebrating and um nice to show the recruits that um, obviously, you know, just looking back and, and, and experiencing to go to a regional and having that taste and watching the guys want to go back to it and seeing the, the guys just really walk around with, you know, very confident, not, not arrogant, never, ever would we support arrogance on our program, 
but very, you know, we want to see them with some confidence. And then obviously we had a, Oakbourne was very nice and we had a, we had a very nice get together with a ring ceremony. And that was, that was pretty cool to see the people show up uh, and, and, and Dr. Maggard, you know, presenting the boys their rings. And it was all about the boys. It wasn't, no, no coaches or administrative, any, no, nobody got rings that night except the boys. The team, yeah, and, yeah. and it was really cool, really cool. Yeah. But um, no, and then, like I said earlier, that it's, the, the winning changes a lot of things. And, and the neat thing is, to be honest, is to see this, this fall, the guys, I mean, they, they have high goals, and, and that's what you want. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, you don't, it's hard, to, uh, it's hard to, to kick a donkey in the butt and get them moving, but it's a lot easier to, to, to hold back a Bronco, right? Yeah. And these boys, this team is, is hungry and, and, and lofty goals. Um, they they want to win again. Uh, they want to do more than that. Um, kind of segueing into to a subject that they want to get into the, to the NCAA tournament without having to win a conference championship. Gotcha. They, want, they want a ranking there. So there's 81 teams right. um, that, that get into, into the, to the NCAA tournament. So a ranking theoretically of around 65 is kind of the number that you want uh, gotcha. going, in, going into conference. And that's a big goal for them. Um, but as you alluded to, well, earlier, I was going to ask yeah. you. I'll, I'll, I was segueing. I'll, 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 I'll I'll right. I was teeing you up, George. Boom! I just knocked it out the park. Um, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about this. Apparently, you, you were telling me there's new ranking system in, in college golf and, and how they uh, determine uh, who's where. Yeah, it's, um, and, and I'll be as politically as correct as I can be. <laughs> so, so previously to this year, since 1984, Golfstat did our rankings. You'd get online, you'd see the scores, they did live scoring, they did a, a statistical service provided to the, to the coaches to an analyze where you, each individual player, where they're trending. And then ultimately at the end of the year, Golfstat and the NCAA committee would go off of their year-end rankings, which gotcha. was head-to-head -head against each other, teams against each other, not only teams that were against each other say UL played Ole Miss but we've never played Wake Forest but Ole Miss went and played Wake Forest the the, the ranking system would encompass all of them. right I got you yeah unfortunately unfortunately the the carpet was ripped underneath all of us in July and I'm telling you every division one coach did not know this was coming July the NCAA announces with our our, our college golf association that they were going in a different direction and that Golfstat would no longer be the ranking provider, that a former coach who, who retired from coaching not too long ago um, presented to the NCAA that he could do a better ranking system. So first week of this fall, if you're, if you're a golf fan, you would have known, not, not, not that you're not, but no, yeah. the golf fans know where I'm coming from, that you couldn't follow golf because this new ranking system called spike mark uh funny you know spike marks in the greens are, right. are aggravating uh, so is this <laughs> ranking system but uh it crashed and and it, it couldn't he couldn't provide it couldn't provide what was promised. needed yeah. promised oh, yeah so long story long <laughs> this uh this ranking system spike mark he 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 he's out of it and they they merged with uh a statistical provider called Clipped, C-L-I-P-P-D. Clipped.com, you can see the, the navigation of college golf. Well, they brought in Mark Brody. I don't know if you know that name with the PGA Tour. Mark Brody is a professor, Mark Brody, is the one that invented strokes gained. So anytime you hear the announcers on the PGA Tour, you know, 
this putt is it's 1.4 strokes gained on the field. That that is all from Mark Brody's. Gotcha. Uh, he's a brilliant man. Got a brilliant brain, but he's never coached a college tournament. He's never attended a college tournament. And, and the system now is working off of a point system, and it's 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 inaccurate. And put it to you this way: there's a a team that we saw this fall. We beat him three times handsomely by 38 shots. Okay. Under Mark, Professor Brody's ranking system, they're ranked better than us. <laughs> so that, that's just a small little version of it. It, it goes even more into detail. Match play, is, it, it's right. really skewed with the match play So portion. is that, it, sorry, so is there, is there uh, something that's going to be done, or you, you're stuck with it for a year at least? I, I think we're stuck with it for a year. <laughs> I, I didn't. I chose not to attend our convention this year um, for a couple of reasons, but I think it was a hot topic there at yeah. this just recently the last four days was our convention and I think it was a pretty hot topic and I'm anxious to get on the phone with some colleagues of mine and here from what I understand is I think they might get the match play portion out of it because it's really ridiculous for, for example we won Squire Creek okay we, we which under golf stats rankings a tie is a win if we finish first with another team it's a win well we received 22 points for that victory okay but then you have an SEC match play where Ole Miss, say, loses to Alabama, and Ole Miss would receive like 35 points for that one match, where we received 22 points for a three-day tournament and won it. So it's, it's not balancing. Right, out. I understand. And I think it – and look, hey, we're all – we're human. Change right. can never – we're always scared of change. Right. I would say this as we're getting into basketball season, and I'm excited with I – love, I love college basketball – if this would have happened to basketball, you couldn't find the bodies that were responsible for, for this. Right. They, they would be under Lake Las Vegas, and you could not find them. Yeah. Uh, and my point is that it, it needs to be changed, and it's yeah. a shame. And I think we will fix it, uh, hopefully by the end of, end of the year, because we, we are, I, I, think, I think we are a postseason team from yeah. a ranking standpoint. I think we're that good to, to get a ranking this year. Um, and the guys on the team believe it, too, which is more important. Yeah. Well, cool, Coach. We'll, we'll, we'll keep our eye on that uh, scoring system as the season wears on, see if, how it affects us uh, with regards to the Cajuns and, their, and, their golf pro, and your golf program. And, uh, well, thanks again for coming in. No, really absolutely. Thank you, Appreciate George. the time and uh, look forward to chatting with you again. And uh, uh, we got Louisiana Classics in February. I or? just had lunch at Uncle T's today Okay. and with Brian Saunier. Okay. Uh, if you remember, Uncle T's yeah. uh, fried some yeah. shrimp oh, yeah. and oysters yeah. behind number nine. Yeah. So, and Brian Sonier with, with MTS uh, is spearheading that effort. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to make it even bigger and better than it was last year. So Good stuff. Looking, looking, looking forward, forward to that as well. Uh, Coach, thanks for the time. Appreciate you. And that's going to do it for tonight's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time right here.